Today's first reading is from the book of Acts, the 10th chapter. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee, after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Spirit, and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter declared, can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit, just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. The psalmody for today is from Psalm 98. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord and all the earth break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the king, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Today's second reading is from 1 John, the fifth chapter. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whomever has been born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? 
This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the spirit is the one who testifies because the spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 15th chapter. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, For the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. This is the gospel of our Lord. So every once in a while it happens, the day that we remember Jesus' command to love one another as he loves us, that day that we remember that command falls on the same day we celebrate Mother's Day. The day we're commanded to love meets the day when we thank women in our lives who strive to love us as Christ loves us. So on Mother's Day, thank you women who love the children and the people in your life, regardless of cost, comfort, sight, sound, smell, fatigue, appreciation, or heartache. Thank you women who adopt others of all ages lovingly mothering on them. You are God-inspired gift in families. You are God-inspired gift to your church family. And we are blessed, and we are better because of you. Thank you. And thanks be to God that he shares you with us for a time and a season. Now, looking at Mother's Day cards this last week, um, I was blessed. My mother was able to come in from Arizona this last Friday. And um, long drive for her, but good for us. And um, in that time, I had the opportunity to prepare not only a Mother's Day card for my wife, who's mother of three awesome sons, but uh, for mom. And I'm looking at these cards in the store, and there's a big rack of Mother's Day cards, loads, like 1,000 cards up there. Somewhere on one side of this card spectrum, there's the, the Mother's Day cards, or I like call it like a, a Mother's Day bliss. You know, something that's just beyond joyful, heavenly, and perfect. And then that's one side of the spectrum. On the other side of the spectrum is the reality of a Mother's Day. 
Now, in the reality of Mother's Day, I read some, some cards that were crude, more shallow, kind of like dirty sock cards that have obnoxious cartoon images on them. And I kind of felt sorry for the author. And I wondered what kind of a home and family that would find that kind of a card meaningful on a Mother's Day. That was on one side. On the other side, there was cards that seemed to portray again this heavenly fairy tale mother who's using sweet, tender, loving words that flow sentimentally and method, you know, melodically out of to this paper. These angelic images on the paper of springtime colors inspired me to wonder: Is there such a place, this side of heaven's gates, for this kind of a card? And in the process of this, I'm remembering a story. It's a young lady, young lady who had been recently hired for a national women's magazine. Now, this was recent years or before these recent years when they actually had magazines. Everything is now Internet. I get that. But back in the day, there was a magazine. And this, there was going to be a story, and it was for Valentine's Day. But the message actually fits Mother's Day very well. So Valentine's Day was approaching. The supervising editor who had hired this young lady asked her to write a Valentine's Day poem that would be published in their magazine. Now, before you do so, the editor said, tell me what you think love is. Well, at this question, the young lady started to get all starry-eyed. She tilted her head a little to the side, and her hands probably went like this, some romantic fairy tale, dreamy place. And she answered, oh, now this is with a change whispering high voice. Oh, love is looking upon a lily pond with one of the one who's closest to your heart next to you. In the light of the moon, when the lilies are in bloom, the editor said, stop. Let me tell you what true love is. Love is getting out of a perfectly warm bed in the middle of a cold winter's night, and you're going to go to the room of your child who's just vomited on all the sheets, and then you're going to clean up those sheets, you're going to clean up your child, and you're going to carry that feverishly little body to your bed where it will sleep between you and your spouse, kicking and prodding and keeping you awake the rest of the night. That's love. Love is visiting and embracing your elderly parent who has Alzheimer's and who does not know you and act like the way they always used to. And they're going to talk to you about the same questions every time. You're going to answer the same questions every time because that's where they are. That's love. Love is letting your teenager drive your new dream car to the prom after he has forgotten to do house chores for several weeks and been disrespectful and rude. Love. Not sure a Valentine's Day poem that includes foul real-life images would have made the magazine's top ten list. But here's the point. Somewhere between the bliss, dream world of love, and daily life that includes fatigue and gross moments... That's where we tend to find ourselves living on a daily basis. So again, to mothers, thank you for loving the children and people in your life. Regardless of cost, comfort, sights, sounds, smells, fatigue, appreciation, or heartache. Thank you for adopting others of all ages and lovingly mothering to them.
That said, Jesus' command. There's only two times in John's gospel that Jesus will make a command. Only two, and today is one of them. Jesus' command is this. Love one another as I have loved you. That's a tall order of love, that we love each other the way Jesus loves us. And that is a command. The things that I believe about God for his worst, the things that I know and trust about God, in many ways, I've learned from my mother. I've learned from my wife. I've learned from my grandmothers. I've learned from other women of faith. And I remember them on this Mother's Day. And to help with this, I need some help of a mom and a daughter. So would you guys come on up? What they're going to do is they're going to have a kind of a posture or a moment being displayed, and then we're going to talk about it. And if you forget what's on the lines, I'll give it to you. So here's this. All right. So the first one, I need you. I'm going to have you face the side. Just sit there. I got this. There you go. Just stand right in front of her. All right, so this is a gift presentation. A mom to her child. Now we know and trust that God works with amazing intelligence and power to perform, to create this world around us, to make us in his likeness and his image. He's made women with amazing intelligence and strength to provide a safe and beautiful world for their children. And in that process, they want to give sacrificially because mothers do that. Mothers give sacrificially. They just don't give out of their abundance. They just don't give out of whether they have left over. No, they give from a deep and costly place. The greatest gift our God gives us was his life, and for us a redeemed life in Jesus. That story of his redeeming love is in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. And with that, a mother can give the best and most lasting gift of all, the word of God. Mothers can love their children, and they give them the gift of the scriptures and the truth that's in. And as they give that gift of the Holy Bible and the truth that's in it, there's a legacy that will go from one generation to the next and to the next. An eternal assurance that their child will inherit God's very best gifts. That's the first posture. Here's the next one. And we'll swap. You can set the book down there. You can put the paper down. All right. Stand right over here on our side. This gets right there. All right. So I believe and know, and we believe and know this is people that entrust that God can and will comfort us in our time of need. And he wants to heal us in our time of need because we've experienced it and we've seen it in the lives of our mothers. I believe and know. Start the phrase. I'm going to ask you to complete the phrase. To your child who's bruised or to your young loved one who's bruised or wounded, maybe bleeding a little, a mother or grandmother would approach the child and say, here, let mommy kiss it and make it better. There's magic and power in the hugging, wound-touching kiss of a mother. We know it's true. We've experienced it to be true, and we give it to the next generation. How much more can our God kiss us and touch us, heal us and comfort us than in Jesus? 
In fact, we are God's children first. We remember that. We are God's children first. Before we were placed into the wombs of our mothers, he knew us. And he's loved us from eternity. So on behalf of God, mothers, hug, kiss, and strive to bring healing to the wounds of their children. Third posture. All right, you stand up and face your family over there in the back of the church, and you face her. This one's hard. Can you recognize a posture? We know and believe that God follows us, that God seeks us and wants to find us, that he wants to call us home and he wants to call us to a good life. And we've seen that in the lives of mothers, mothers who see their beautiful, precious children making bad decisions, calling out for them to turn around, mothers who watch their children turning their backs to the very best gifts and the truth and the ways that would give them heaven and happiness in this life, and they turn their backs to their parents, they turn their backs to their mothers, and they're walking away, and their arms are crossed, and they're irritated, and they're hard-headed, and they're making bad decisions, and moms pursue them because moms want the best for their children no matter what the children want. Mothers see their children hurting and seek them. They call their child to a better way, to heaven's way, to pursue their child with an uncompromising determination and endless strength and love. Mothers can and will seek to save their child at all costs, sometimes even at their life. How is it that we can believe and trust and know God and know that God loves us and wants the best for us? How can we know that God is pursuing us and calling us to the ways of heaven, the ways of home? We can believe and know that to be true because we've seen it in the lives of our mothers and the mothers of any country and any time who want the best for their kids. The next one, all right, forgiving. All right, this time mom gets to sit and you get to kneel in front. Different posture. Forgiveness. We know and trust that God forgives because we have experienced the forgiveness of a mother. No matter how many times we break their furniture, put holes in their walls, their hope, their hearts, mom keeps coming back with God-given miraculous capacities to forgive. A child can make foolish decisions from birth. A child can be troublesome from birth, a heartache from birth, ugly to the parents, disrespectful to the parents, school-failing, law-breaking, shameful, heart-aching child. And still, a mother will seek to forgive and restore their child to the ways that God would have them to be, a blessed life. Forgiveness, we've seen it in mothers. Next one, you stand up and give a hug. It's the long hug. When there was about 90 people in here this morning, at 8 o'clock, when they saw the hug, it's like everybody at once just went, oh, Right? It was like an automatic response when you see a mom hugging a child. 
at any age. It could be when the child is small or when mom is small compared to the child. It doesn't matter. When you see the hug, it's just beautiful and tender. As you see the hug, you can almost imagine it yourself. And maybe images of your mother's hugs can, can, can come to your mind and your heart now, no matter where they are, whether they've returned to their Lord or they're still here. Images. I know and trust that God loves me and you. I felt it in a mother's hug. The church commands us to love these ways. God commands the church to love like he loves. We've seen it in the sight and the ways of our mothers. Thanks, guys. Go and go back to your chairs. From your mother at birth till now. And myself, from having mothers now in kind of like moms, in five congregations. They've adopted me over the years when I was younger, more like a grandson and a mom, and or as a grandson or a brother or an uncle. Either way, this adoption of mothers. And when we saw the hugs, and we saw the kneeling, and we saw the interactions, no matter how we failed, we knew there was love. How can children discover and trust and know God best in this world? Well, we get to remember it today on Mother's Day. Because we get to know our Heavenly Father best and most completely through mothers who love like Jesus. Through fathers who love like Jesus. Through a church who loves like Jesus. That we would be a church who loves them so much that we would sacrifice for them. The people who are outside the church and seem so far away from a right relationship with their father and their lives are dark and their lives are gray and they're not happy with it and they're in forms of hell because they're so far away from their Lord at this time. How can we as a loving family bring them home and give them the truth again and show them the right path again and get them on that path so they can discover the love and the goodness and the joy of their Heavenly Father again? And it wouldn't be about what's good for us at this point. It's all about them, right? If, if the music we play doesn't fit them, then we would play the music that would get to them. And if the, the message and the format, what does it take for us to get Jesus back into them and get them back into Jesus? That we love them so much that when they're wounded, that we would bring a healing presence to them. If they're wounded because of tornadoes or hurricanes, broken families, or whether they're just wounded because they live in a very impoverished place in this world, and they will never know the comforts that we take for granted and the comforts we complain about. That we would love them, that we would go to them and bring healing and hope who love them so much that we would forgive them seven times, times 70, times 70, that we would forgive them the way Jesus forgives us. That we love them as we are loved by Jesus, sacrificially, forever. And who at the end of the day and at the end of time will greet us with a hug. Jesus commanded today, love one another. Love one another as I have loved you. 
Every year, Americans set aside this day and we name it Mother's Day. And we recognize and celebrate mothers who love, who, who within this body of Christ and their families, we recognize them for having been the images of Jesus in our world. And when they've failed to be those images, that we'd love them and forgive them as children. Fathers, your special day's coming. It's not today. But still, we can give you thanks for doing your best to be images of Jesus' love for your families. And to the church, the command stays. Love each other and love all of the ones, even the ones that aren't here. So when the world comes here, and when they're greeted by you in the world, and when they're greeted by you in the sanctuary, and they might risk sitting in church again if they have not been in church for a while, it might not be comfortable and easy, and there might be a whole lot of stuff that comes with them when they step in the doors, but when they step in here, they will know that they're always welcome here. And they were glad to see them here. They can experience a church who would kneel before them given the best gifts moving with them in life, helping them with healing, chasing them down with love so they could come home to the ways of heaven. We'd forgive them 70 times 70. And at the end of the day, we'd give them a hug. That even if they don't hear our words, that they would get the embrace and says, yes, you are loved. Mother's Day, we get to remember, this is a command. It's a gift of heaven. It's truth. It's life. God, help us be a church that loves like Jesus. Amen. Let us declare our faith. We'll use the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sin. I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their need. Heavenly Father, we live in a time of uncertainty and unrest. Help us to be a people certain of your power, your love, and your presence in our lives this day and all eternity. Help us to be a people who rest in the truth. Your kingdom has been, is now, and will ever be. You are the Lord, 
and we will keep our eyes on you. We will trust you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a season to celebrate Easter. We thank you for birthdays and anniversaries celebrated this week. We thank you for blessing us with companions in life. And we ask that you would sustain the faith of those who mourn the absence of their loved ones. We ask that you would use Christians to touch the lives of all who are in need of healing, courage, and peace, especially those we name in our hearts now. Thank you. 